And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm, I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gunnis Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Episode nine, one, seven of down to dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Slam through. Oh, also, you can only get the athletic for one dollar a month today. This is the la- last day. This is the last day. Do it already. You better go do it. And Taylor. And so yesterday, me and the boys at the shop, <laughs> we were talking about ceremonial ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, you ayahuasca, we ayahuasca, she ayahuasca, he ayahuasca. Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. I have no idea what that is. Uh, that's actually based on a true story. What? What is? What I don't are, know what that is. What do you say? I know. I was too, just. It's like, too inside. No, it's. I know, but that's what makes it daddy. I thought. No. You. Yeah, you're new at this dad thing, man. Like, that's okay. do dads? I feel like dads maybe so, come up with jokes. They come up with jokes that everybody understands that kids oh. will laugh at. Well, if you were a part of the conversation, I think it would have been a dad joke, right? Like if we were talking about ceremonial ayahuasca, and what then is I that? Made up, what is? is I don't that know what you're what talking is about. Ayahuasca? Yeah. Dad, what oh, is that? well, that's maybe the problem. It's a psychedelic tea. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely not dad. Hey guys, follow <laughs> us. Yeah, that's what like no dad has ever said that. Hey, like. follow us on Instagram. Hey, you know what that was? Spooky. Our our podcast today is haunted. Ayahuasca, you ayahuasca, we ayahuasca. But we have an Instagram now. Follow no, us. No. What? I'm talking about Taylor. Yeah, follow us. Yes, do, follow do, us. Do follow us. Yes. It uh, we go. We went live on Instagram. We it was, it was a test. We're gonna try doing that more. Yeah, it'd be great. Just pop in for a little. Uh, we're gonna call them. We're gonna call them mini dunks. Oh wow, Luke is on there right now in his costume. Yo, I know. Check it out. Yeah, you need to check that out. It's Halloween. We all were told to dress up. Only I did. So happy Halloween from me and me only. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh so the 76ers hired Daryl Morey. That's, that's a fun. That's fun. It's very exciting for old Gapier Mori for seventy sixers fans. Jay, what was what's your re- reaction? Your response? I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I think I sent this in the text yesterday. It's like the ultimate ownership isn't confident in Elton Brand, so let's hire somebody to help him make decisions because we don't want to fire him. Kind of thing is what it feels like to me. I get it. Daryl Mori is here. So, so let me back up a little bit. I think this is how odd my brain is. And so I just confess that to start. But I think one of the issues I have with Daryl Morey is that I feel like you either have to be a Sam Prestyman or you have to be a Daryl Moreyman. Like, I feel like that trade in 2013 or whatever changed the landscape of the NBA forever. And I think people pick sides. And I, so for me, is it's like I, I just can't be a Daryl Morey guy. Do people uh, have to pick sides with, with executives? I don't know. I sorry. This is what I said. This is how odd my brain is. 
It's like, if you celebrate Daryl Morey, then somehow in my mind, you're lessening Sam Presti. I know it's not like that, but that's how it is in my mind. So I hate Daryl Morey. I don't like him. I don't want him to be successful because that means in my mind that Sam Presti uh, would be lessened. So that's how weird I am. But one of the things I'll say about that for me is I don't know. I think it just brings up a ton of questions for the Philadelphia 76ers. I think that's where everybody immediately goes and listen to a lot of the Tim McMahon stuff yesterday. And, and hearing him talk about it, nobody has any sort of real idea of how much decision-making power Daryl Moore is going to have, but he is going to have a ton of influence. Um, and that does bring up the question what Ben Simmons looks like. What is he going to do? Where does he land? How does he fit in the Daryl Moore scheme? But the thing I think Tim McMahon kept saying that I agree with is, is it's not as much about scheme for Daryl Moore as much as he, he utilizes analytics to try to create the best roster he can around his superstar. So I think that's yeah. the thing that if I was a Sixers fan, I'd be a little bit excited about. Plus, I mean, I'll be honest, like looking at Elton Brand's history so far in the last three years, I'd be really excited to have somebody that does help him kind of make decisions like, Hey, don't sign Tobias Harris to the longest, biggest contract that you can. Yeah. Daryl would, <clears throat> would not have done that. This Halloween step inside the sick, twisted mind of Jay Smith. Oh God. <laughs> But it is. That's how weird I am. Is it does. I don't know. I've always felt like those two. I get that when it when it's like it's a rival. It's like if yeah, you praise exactly. him, it's like you're talking bad about about our guy. I do. Get that. Thank you, Luke. I'm not crazy. I know there's other people, they, especially in our fan crew. I know there's a lot of people that feel that way. Are they contradicting philosophies though between Presti? No, I wouldn't say that. I would say that Presti is more of like a culture guy. Yeah. Where more is just yeah, like yeah, yeah. pure numbers. This is what the numbers say. This is the superstar I can get. Let's just go get him. Let's just do it. Yeah. And Presti and even like Masai Ujiri are more concerned about culture of the team and like are weirdly obsessive about culture. Yeah. Where Maury's really not. Yeah, Which more. is the only way Maury can be successful is to play in markets that can draw without culture. Wow. That's the thing about huge the thing about cities. That's the thing. Dude, I'm saying like you can't you couldn't be in I don't know I mean Oklahoma City is the prime example but other smaller markets and just be like hey I just throw away players because it doesn't matter no free agents going to come choose to play there yeah I mean Chris Paul <laughs> chose to play in Houston what are you doing he's dissing dude he's firing um. at Maury <laughs> damn bro and maybe he would change like maybe that would change if he was somewhere else like i could see that but he started in boston went to houston now yeah. he's in philadelphia like those are three cities that can still draw people yeah i mean definitely it helps to- let's name the teams he would not be successful at okay okay memphis city. memphis Pff, oh he'd destroy memphis it'd be nothing like utah it. probably utah get out of here utah i'm maury the well, he, <laughs> what is going on here? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I <laughs> I think it's man. I think it's a great thing for the Sixers <laughs> because they really just need somebody to reform their roster. Yep. And there's probably nobody better to do that than Daryl Morey in the NBA. We so. do have some Twitter questions about the Morey thing, so I feel like it'd be good to, to jump to those. One's from at Tyler Beats one. Who says, so how do you see the most analytical GM, Daryl Morey, get along with a, a coach who historically hasn't listened to analytics and Doc Rivers? Yeah, they've worked together before in Boston, so there's already like a relationship there. So I'm not, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think that they'll figure it out. I mean, they have to figure it out. They have to be able to work together for it to be successful. And this, to me, they're far enough along in their careers where they're going to try to figure it out rather than like buttheads and right. and not work together. Friggin' buttheads. You guys see that it, right now, full moon. That's huh. why this is super spooky this morning. Oh my God. The it- second question from at Pepsi United. Energy. He says this, what is your best Chris Paul trade? Which I want to pause before we answer that. But I think it's one of those things like this does make, and even Tim Bontips says it, said it uh so it's not just something that's originating from thunder world but it does make a chris paul connection to philadelphia seem like a higher likelihood um yeah so what 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 would you see best case scenario oklahoma city has new york milwaukee philadelphia all three vying for chris paul 
then you utilize each one of them to get the best package from one of the teams. So for Philadelphia, I think at least one first round pick, but some sort of like, I don't, I don't think more would want to get rid of uh, Matisse Thibel. I think he would, he would value that type of player too much. Yeah. But what would you expect out of Philly at minimum for, for Chris Paul trade? I mean, I think it first starts with don't give us Tobias Harris, please. No, we'll take Al Horford to make the money work. Horford, Mike Scott, that gets you there cash-wise. And then, I mean, if you're not going to get Matisse, then you need to just take back Zaire just because. Because I don't think that you can get Shake Milton. Shake Milton's really, like, strangely important to them. And so I think that you ask for Zaire Smith. And then, I mean, I think that Thunder fans would like to have our 2020 pick back just because it used to belong to us, but... I don't care too much for that pick. So I would ask for 2021 unprotected from the Sixers and then the Knicks second round pick in 2021. I like yeah. That. You're just such a, it's hard, man. I, I will just admit the fact that like for you is it's, you're always a future pick guy because that's the, the, in, in the potential good, the more unknown quantity yeah. versus like I, the twentieth pick now, like I can put you a collection of five guys that could land at twenty, right? And and you know it's twenty versus next year. Like if the Sixers hit and Chris Paul does come and Ben Simmons and Joel, they could be like it could be a twenty seventh pick. It could be a twenty eighth pick. Like you really don't know what that's going to look like if that were to happen. So that's the unknown part of it that makes me. I'm such a. That's one of the hardest things. Whenever like you and Alex are creating these trades or people send them in, it's like a future unknown for what you can know for certain today is really hard for me to, to shift my mind. Yeah. I mean, 2021 is just a much better draft. And I'm usually with that too, Jay, but are there any young guys besides Tybal on the Sixers that you'd rather have than a first round pick? Zaire Smith is kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'd take Zaire definitely over a pick, not over a pick, but yeah. See, there's no one that's like that really gets you, gets you excited. Even Matisse doesn't get me that excited. Oh know. man, I freaking love Matisse. I mean, if if you think Lou Dort's a part of this team moving forward, then you, you, I mean, you don't play those two together. Neither of them can shoot. Um, thirty points in a game seven, bro. Yeah, I know. I think you watch your mouth. Twenty-seven percent in the playoffs. <laughs> For Dort, I mean, yeah, I, that's Alonzo not his ball, man. fault. They were leaving him too open. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, you, can I just do in a Firkin Cork Moss? Ooh, Firkin Kirk, man. Sounds like you're offering like a fancy drink yeah. at a restaurant. Might I interest you in a Firkin Cork Moss? <laughs> so, have you tried the Firkin Cork Moss? It's delicious this time of year. Or no, like, man, I don't want to pick up line. I like Matisse. And part of that is probably more, even more of just a personality kind of thing. He, it's so funny that the Thunder didn't try to get him because he seems like such a Thunderman. I mean, we don't know that they didn't. True, 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 true. So what could you do with the 20th and 25th pick? Could you pair them together to get the first pick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just saying. People are saying that people in the 20s are going to be potentially – some NBA dudes that maybe just aren't as high of a ceiling. Like, come on. You don't want Anthony Edwards. You don't want Alonzo Ball, Minnesota. You want the 20th and 25th pick. You don't want all the, the just the expectation that comes with the first pick. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you can't handle that. You can blow it. And, and it's, uh, it's too much pressure. You want the best slice of the meat. You don't want the edge. You don't want the trimmings. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, but that's fine. You've made zero sense all yeah, I'm, having, I'm, I'm having judgment issues the past two days. Maybe we should, I don't know what's going maybe on. Maybe we should just take you out for a little I'm bit. Judgment. Yeah, it's been a long time since you've been muted, Taylor. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, this is, it takes a lot these days to get muted. And <laughs> Listen, this is legit. Last you're out. Yeah, you're muted. Really yeah. Muted. Yeah, you're muted. Just sit there and your Yeah, seriously. Hey, babe. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you wanna, I, do still, you wanna... I still don't even know though. I couldn't even look up the word that he used to start his introduction. I don't, I couldn't begin to even think about it again. 
All right, let's uh, let's move on to the Elmans online deep dive. Ooh, what's up, cats? It's time to dive deep with the Elman. Okay, this comes from the NBA Reddit and Twitter.com. It, it appears that Myers Leonard is now partnered with Coors Light because he went viral shotgunning beers in the bubble. I did not know that he was sponsored by Coors Light. I didn't know that he went viral shotgunning beers. This is all news to me. Yeah. He said this, after a wild few months in the bubble, it's time to unwind a bit by doing the complete opposite. He's going coast to coast on the road. The fam and I, Ellie, Coco, and at Coors Light, who's now a member of his family, are making a 10-day trip from Miami to LA in the Coors Light chill stream. Yes, it's a com- what is the Coors Light chill stream? It's a completely decked out Coors Light themed RV. It's always been a dream wow. of Myers Leonard to complete a cross-country road trip, and no surprise, the chillest beer of all time was kind enough to make it happen. They're making all sorts of stops along the way from family to landmarks, and he can't wait to take everyone on the journey too. Cheers, and no, he is not driving. <laughs> so, because he was in the bubble, he now wants to just spread COVID everywhere. Yeah. In the course light chill stream, drunk driving all around and spreading spreading COVID. Wow. There's a lot of controversial things about this that they've had to spend a lot of time working around, right? Like, you're going to have a beer car, you're road trip. We need to make sure we say he's not driving. Yes. yes. They, they, I don't know if that... You're on a road trip in the beer site, in the beer light, no, Coors Light van, but you're not driving, but they didn't really think he's doing the complete opposite in the bubble, which means he's spreading it. I mean, they, they should have, yeah, there's a lot of things could have waited a little bit. I thought on this one, however, as a man who has shotgun beers, I've never been sponsored. So, Hey, if you're interested, beer companies, I was going to say, this is just all real jealousy. I, it is. I'm available. I can, I can shotgun. Are you pretty good at shotgunning? I've done it before. I could do it again. Hey, Andrew, do you have any beers at your house? I don't have a single beer at my house. We could shotgun right. some sparkling waters. <laughs> we could. Good. I'm, I'm letting you know that my head would explode if I tried to shotgun, <laughs> shotgun a sparkling water. Oh, my God. The amount of fizz. Oh. oh, you know those air bubbles you get in your chest sometimes? Oh, yeah. I get them more from sparkling water than anything. <laughs> There's too much fizz in sparkling water. Well... Ooh, that's a hot take, man. At the start, and this is why I think it's not—it's it, not as dense as beer. In beer, I think there's a little bit more material in the liquid, and it holds the the bubbles a little better. But a sparkling water—you leave it out for thirty minutes. There's no sparkles left. I've had so little interest in talking about what you want to talk about this morning. <laughs> I don't know. I am having a really hard time knowing what to talk about. What it's been say? really bad. I, I mean, I'm just not going to lie. It's been really terrible. Yesterday I came home from work and my wife literally pulled me aside and said, did you smoke weed or something? And I was like, no. So I don't know what's going on something in my is, head. Something's up. Something's happened to I'm you. telling you, it's the full moon. I th- It must be full moon. Um, okay, guys. Welcome to Tayshawn the Fact Lord Figure victory uh <laughs> so on on reddit someone laid out a list of teams that have tanked in the past and kind of ranked them yeah uh who it worked for who it didn't work for it's actually an argument for not tanking but he did a really bad job but i thought it was interesting to just lay these out so uh let me go through these are the fruits that have blossomed from tanking uh they say the mavs did well when they got dirk the 76ers, which I think is still not, I mean, they got Embiid and Simmons, but we'll see about They did that. it. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. Golden State Warriors, OKC, and for OKC, they said, this This really rubbed me the wrong way. He said, technically, the Sonics tanked for them, and the Thunder got to steal their fruit. And I was like, you just clearly don't understand the situation. No, that's 100% true. They didn't steal it. I mean, the I mean, Sonics I mean, tanked, of. and then it turned into the Thunder. Yeah, yeah. but it's not like Pressy was like, "Oh, no." Here's here's the best argument for that. Here here's the way you deconstruct that: is Sam Presti was hired by the Oklahoma City ownership group, and so even though they were in Seattle, 
it technically was the Oklahoma City ownership that put Sam Presti in place who led the tank, who got the players. Okay. Uh, good argument then. Uh, I, I mean, they isn't got, that correct? Am I wrong? Well, I mean, they got so they're really horrible. The, the Thunder had one bad year. They had the horrible year in Seattle before they left. And so, I mean, if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder fan base has only seen one terrible year and they got to get three superstars out of it. Valid. So, I mean, they already, when they came here, they already had Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, oh, you know, yeah. and Jeff Green. Yeah. And Matt Harpering. So, uh, teams that it worked for. And Chris Wilcox. And Chris Wilcox. And Starbucks. And Kyle Weaver. Did we draft Kyle Weaver in here? Uh, teams it worked for, but they shouldn't. It kind of barely worked for them. So, like the Lakers. They kind of tanked, but not really. They were just bad. Yeah, they were just really bad. (laughs) See, here's the thing about tanking is that if you try to just put teams in there that have lost. Like, the Lakers didn't want to lose. They just sucked. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not what tanking is. Tanking right. is a strategy to get players. I would argue that very, very few franchises have actually tanked. Well, would you say the Hawks tanked on purpose? Would you say the Grizzlies tanked? I feel the like Grizzlies they had did a not year tank. The Grizzlies did not tank. The Grizzlies did not. Okay, the Hawks did for maybe a year. Yeah, the Hawks are, did tank because they took sure. on some some freaky, yeah. some spooky contracts. Yeah, they definitely have tanked. Um. And then just bad teams that tanked but didn't do a good job. So like the Knicks, which I don't. The know Knicks haven't tanked. tanked. They haven't tanked. They have tried to sign free bad. agents. They've tried to be good. The Kings didn't tank. The Kings bad. have never tanked. Minnesota Timberwolves just bad. They're just bad. Chicago Bulls just bad. Yeah, all just bad. The Bulls wanted to be good. Yeah. They traded for what's his name shooter guy from Washington. Yeah. Forward name. Zach Levine. No. Who are you talking about? I wasn't listening to what you were saying. Okay, last thing. This is the most important part. You're on fire today. This is the most important part before I get into the question. Now, these are teams that didn't tank, that basically have never tanked, but they've stayed in the conversation for a decade. Raptors, Celtics, Pacers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz. So these are the teams that he's saying. Now he's saying you shouldn't Say them again. Uh, Raptors. Celtics, Pacers, Pacers, whatever, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz. I don't I mean the Nuggets didn't I mean the Nuggets have gotten good because some of their late round picks were good, but they were terrible for years and years. They just picked the wrong guys at the top of the draft and picked the right guys at the back of the draft. Did they ever get like that bad? Cuz they would have years where they'd pick up Iggy, you know? Like and I, I never th- felt like they just fell off. I mean, they had to. They had a high draft pick to get Jamal Murray. Yeah, yeah, they were bad that year before. So my question: What is something you guys have tanked at in life? Now, let me explain. You could have been bad on purpose, or something that you had to do, but you were just you know skating by. Auto Porter. Auto Porter. I don't, what's that? That's the guy. To? That's the guy I'm talking about. Auto Porter. It's weird that you forgot about him since he's going to be a Thunderman. Oh gosh! Remember when Chris Paul trade? Come on, baby, to the Bulls. Give me all them picks. It would have been Future awesome. Picks. If I don't want any current picks. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jay? All right, someone answer this I question. I have. Look. I have the answer. Something. This is something that I was trying to be bad at, but in fact, I still came out successful. Here's the thing. I'm really good at Mario Party. Okay. I'm a, you know, 20 plus year video game player. Yeah. I know how to do it. I know what it's asking me to do. I know what it, how to win. And I'm good at all the little mini games. A pro. Okay. And so sometimes when you're playing with other friends and you want them to like this to be something you're doing like for all night or like an all weekend thing, you want them to have some success. You don't want to just blaze through them on every mini game. Mm. So you... So you play a little, you know, you're not giving it your all. I'm really good at Mario Party. And so I try to do that. And uh, I've tried to tank and lose Mario Party. But Mario Party is so random that I still win. Mm. I'm really good. I win a lot. And so it's like, I'm just hard. I need to be there with people of my equal skill level. It's hard to do. So tank and Mario Party, almost impossible. 
yeah. at the end, I get the secret. You're, too You're just too good. I get those secret stars. Yeah. This is, this is too difficult. Um, Jay, do you have an answer? Anything I've been intentionally bad at? Yeah. Or just I mean, so, so this is more probably self-disclosure than I probably should, but sometimes I'm intentionally bad at things around the house in order that I don't have to do them the second time. <laughs> so you tank chores. I tank chores sometimes. Like what? Like it was something specific. Oh, it's probably not really real, but dusting or <laughs> Dust. cleaning, cleaning the mirrors, vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> Classic cleaning stuff. I'm, See, I'm, a, I'm a spot. I'm a spot vacuumer. You know, and Jay's my wife trying to vacuum the walls again. No, Jay, move aside. I'm a spot vacuumer, and my wife makes me want to. My wife. Good job, guys. Uh, so she she at least here's the good thing is this is I feel like this isn't a secret. This is something that she accuses me of as well, mm. and so I don't feel too guilty about about admitting this on the podcast, but it's not real. It's just, I just don't have as much of a deep desire to get things as spotless as my wife does. I so, see later today, just your wife coming and like, I knew it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when she, she just all of a sudden listened to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It would be this one though. She would come in and be like, what's wrong with Taylor? I don't know now. That's it's true. A lot of problems. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, I don't really have an answer. All right. Oh, let's take a quick break. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Twitter questions! Let's ask some Twitter questions, y'all. Thank you. you guys ask questions on Twitter, so we answer them. Okay. Our first Twitter question. <laughs> this is a train wreck. Our first Twitter question <laughs> comes from at say, okay. Hot, it took so long. <laughs> what? Our first Twitter question comes from at underscore CL12 underscore. Who wants to know how different has it been being affiliated with The Athletic? And how much fun are you having talking with all the experts associated with The Athletic? Uh, it's very fun to talk to a lot of these guys. Um, it's very different for sure. Cause a lot of these people, I mean, you just know them on Twitter, but to like get to know them as people has been, uh, it's been really fun, really interesting. So Ooh, who's been like a terrible person to get to know <laughs> so far, not really anybody. <laughs> uh, just the guys on this pod. I think just, the yeah. mostly a guy named Taylor Dickerson today, the more, the more you get to know us, yes. whoever it is wearing Taylor's their Halloween costume today. Yeah, that's for real. Is there somebody else underneath that Taylor mask? Oh, yeah. You can't see if it's really me. That's right. No. And you're about to have a Scooby-Doo move over there. No, I hope so. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Her next Twitter <laughs> question comes from at Andy Robinson. So five. Who wants our thoughts on Tyrese Maxey? He watched Mike Schmidt's interview and workout with him. His shot looks vastly improved and not as flat. Seems like a high character guy, too. Andrew and I were talking about Tyrese Maxey before the podcast. And, and one of the things that's hard is, and it's going to be so complicated. And I think you talked to Vassini about this on the daily ding is seeing the COVID draft kind of analysis stuff is just going to be hard because you're, 
anybody one on none that is going to make it in the NBA should look incredible. Yep. Um, so not being able to see guys other than the film that you have from last year, uh, but not being able to see guys compete with five on five is just going to really skew a lot of the way we see some players. And so I know Andrew's high on Tyrese Maxey, but I would always, just as we look, because I know a lot of us, because we're in this, you know, basketball season where we're going to have two weeks of insanity before the draft. And then the season's pretty much here. Um, it's, you're going to be as much as you can clamoring for any sort of piece of who's draftable and who's there is anything that's one on none is just be just cautious about making broad analysis because of, so I know that, that, like I said, Andrew's high on maxi, but it's one of those things where I wouldn't take much of that interview. Yeah. I think those interviews are important. And one of the things I read last night is that Lonzo ball apparently is not Lonzo Lamelo is apparently not mm-hmm. doing incredibly well in those interview processes. And so those things are important just to get an idea of who this person is, mm-hmm. uh, some of the, his knowledge or expertise in the the game, but shooting one on none. I mean, go and watch a pregame with NBA players and watch these guys not miss a shot for the entire time. You know, it's just, they should be able to do that. Yeah. No, I like Tyrese Maxey. I think, I think he's, he's got good size. He's six, three, he's got like six, seven wingspan. He shot 83% from the free throw line, which is like a really key indicator for what kind of shooter you'll be at the next level. So I really like him. I think that he's also got, he played at Kentucky. And so there's always that chance that these Kentucky guys end up being a lot more than what they showed their freshman year at Kentucky. Cause there's just not enough space on the floor or enough shots to go around. And so to me, if I were to bet on a Kentucky guy, that would be the guy I'm really, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think that he's, he's kind of a leader as well. And so I, I like him. I mean, if the Thunder can try to land him more between like what, 10 and 15, yeah, the thing with this draft is like nobody knows where anybody's going to go. I think so. If somebody have, just got excited about him at eight, he could go eight. Definitely, definitely. But I would expect him to go in the late lottery or late teens. But I would. But I honestly have no idea because it's really team dependent. We don't really know. But I'm a we're fan. a little over two weeks out, almost three weeks out from the draft, man. I yeah. I yeah. You also have to wonder if they'll move the draft up, just because. Like sooner. Yeah. Just because if they're really gonna if they're really gonna try to get. Yeah, you want more December than a month from the draft of the season. Yeah, I mean it, they could start training camp on December first if they um, are going to start on the twenty second. That's so insane. So I mean, thirteen days after the draft, they have to show up to training camp. I mean, I just to to me move it up a week. Yeah. What's it? What is it really going to matter? What are you really going to learn? So, and, well, and what if there is a team that isn't ready at this point? Like, what have you been doing for the last eight months? Exactly. <laughs> everybody's like, ready. You've known that the draft is coming. Everybody's everybody's bored. Everybody's ready to to, especially for the draft. Everybody wants to get the draft going, and then you can start free agency sooner. Because I mean, you can't do free agency. Can you do free agency in like eight days? I mean, that's really what they'd be asking. Sure. So it would be the greatest eight days in off-season fandom there's ever been. It would be but totally wild. Would it be wild or would there be less things happening? I mean, like all those guys I think that's a possibility. spots. Yeah. Because you could start trades. I mean, the minute they figure out the cap and the tax, they can open up the transaction window and then you can start doing trades before the draft. Which, What are you hearing about the timeline for that? Well, they're supposed to make a decision by today. Okay, because I know that Ham was on, you, you and Ham had a podcast about the CBA and possibility and all that, so I didn't know if there was a decision that's on the table or close to being made. Yeah, right now, I mean, the, the players said they would not be rushed, which is just saying, hey, Shams, we're going to start negotiating through the media. Will you help us and mm-hmm. put this out there? Mm-hmm. And he said, sure. So right now, that's what they're doing, is they're negotiating through the media to try to get whatever they can get. And they really would like MLK Day. I would personally like that too, starting on like the 18th of January rather than the 22nd. Yeah, but if the loss is $500 million. I, don't, I mean, I don't know for sure that the loss between Christmas and that day is $500 yeah, it's million. Like three weeks. Like, I don't know. But, you know, they're going to be taking into account. They The thing that's hard is they're taking into account when it ends more than anything. 
Yeah. So if the season ends, because I mean, what we saw from this bubble season, we've talked about this is, is they just can't compete with the NFL, especially not in the fall. And they want to avoid that as much as they can. Yeah. Especially if you're not going to be able to have the stadium revenue anyway, like why not just take that and shorten, shorten the season? Yeah. My guess is that they will start by Christmas though. I think that they've targeted that date. And you're right. There's going to be a lot of money lost if they don't do Christmas Day. Yeah, if you're the NBA, you need Christmas Day. That's the one day that everyone is watching your sport and that everyone knows, okay, Christmas is yeah. basketball. That's all you... When you think Christmas, what else do you think about other than basketball? <laughs> Presents! Yeah. I think about Christmas Emmanuel Paul. I think about presents. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Red Sox Rebert. It says, ignoring the obvious choices and star players, who is your starting five of Thunder players? You just really like being on the team. His is Anthony Morrow, Abrinas, Dion, Mitch McGarry, and Cantor. <laughs> Mitch McGarry. I like that list except for probably... I, Mitch, I talked about this last week as I really I had high hopes for Mitch, but I'm not sure I liked having him on the team. Any... For me, I have to have Nate Robinson on this. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Nate Rob point guards. I have. He has to be on it. He was great. Let's make an all down to dunk team. Okay. Of role players. I mean, so Nate Rob at point. Kyle Weaver at two. Yeah, that's it has to be Kyle Weaver just, at two. Just I don't know. Abrinus would be pretty high up there. Though. You can put Abrinus at three. We can have we gotta know, have Dion. a college team out there. We gotta have Dion. Oh yeah, Dion's a four. This is positionless basketball, guys. We can have as many guards as we want. Okay, so Dion's on the team. Abrinas, Kyle Weaver, and then who's our big? Who's been our favorite? So here's my question: Did we throw Robert Eric Maynard in there anyway? Eric Maynard, Eric Maynard, yeah, Maynard at the five. So, do we all agree on Nate Robinson? I, no, you do. What, what? Why? I thought it was cool. Nate Robinson was on the team. I'm just here for like two months. He's about to. He's about to be in a boxing match. So here's what's funny. If you go back to the the plague yeah. season, like Sebastian Telfair, who else was on that team? Ish Smith. I liked Ish Smith. Oh, come on. Those were hard times, and you know That's it. a year I don't want to remember. Randy Foy, Corey oh, Brewer. He was awful. Ooh. Randy Foy, Foy was Ronnie so Brewer. Bad. We did also have both Brewers. What about Jeremy? Karan Butler. Jeremy Grant. Mm. He counts. Oh yeah, I like Jeremy. He's too like much of an actual player. Yeah, no, he's too mainstream for us, man. Yeah. He is. Yeah, for for our list, yeah. Okay. Who's the guy that you? Is there anybody? And this is maybe the better way to frame this. Is there anybody that you had higher hopes for in the sense of like, man, they just they're almost there. I think Abrinas is that without question, like the biggest tangible what if yeah of kind of second third tier guys abrinas steven adams people like that <laughs> byron because i just think with lamb you and maybe i'm just looking at it through different i never saw on lamb what i think i saw on alex abrinas because of the faces that they have where jeremy lamb just looks like he's tired like he's about to fall asleep on the court yeah. Sometimes he's driving. He doesn't even know. <laughs> what, <is it? laughs> what did he say? I literally I don't know. I just feel like confused every time I'm driving. <laughs> That's the quote. Every time he's driving, he literally get he gets confused. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I think for Alex, I think probably so much of it for me is I always wanted that just like kind of Duncan Robinson esque guy for the yeah. Thunder. And I always felt yeah. like Abrinas was our best shot at having that. I guess Morrow would have been too. I, yeah, but I thought Morrow was really good. He's just so bad at defense. He felt like Alex had the potential to, to at least stay on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kevin Martin was that. We just forget yeah. that Kevin True. Martin never played on the Thunder. No, we've never had shooters ever on this team. Okay. God, man, Kevin Martin, that season was so good. It was very good. It was very good. Kevin Martin was awesome. He was, he was awesome. He was 14 points per game. He was 42 percent from three on five attempts which during that time was crazy to shoot almost five per game also he did kind of disappear in the playoffs though yeah but that's after russ got hurt i mean he was never supposed to be that guy he had never played that role on that team yeah 
I'll never forgive him. Daquan Cook? No. Hashim? The chef? Oh, Hashim's a five. Hashim to beat is most definitely on that list. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we have, I don't really know what to do with this now. Well, just put your, well, what, you is your, what, is your some sort of, uh, what is your five? NBA 2K or something. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you got down there, right there? I have Eric Maynard and Dion Waiters and Hashim the beat so far. That's the only three? Yeah. Okay. I would concur with Anthony Morrow. Yeah, I like Anthony Morrow. That'd be a nice player on that squad. Squad. It's actually a good team. Would they make the playoffs in the East? <laughs> <laughs> who's your lot? Who's your fifth player? I don't know, man. This is too hard. It's so hard. There's just so many cool players. That There's play so many on cool players. <laughs> too many cool players. Is Nick Collison too mainstream? Yeah, man. You can't. Yeah, he's too mainstream. Huh. Grant Jarrett? Is he too mainstream? Oh, Grant Jarrett. <laughs> That's someone who I thought maybe was going to be something. You did? Uh, not really. I think that was the year. Let's see. Was that 2014 Summer League? And we were just. I don't yeah. know why there was one year we were all watching every single summer team uh, or summer league game and talking about it all the time. Well, he had a really good summer league team that year. Yeah, we did. Um, so mine is Eric, Eric Maynard, Dion Waiters, Anthony Morrow, Steve Novak. Steve and, Novak. And Hashim Thabit. We can really shoot it and we're protecting the rim. And we got, we got Eric Maynard setting the table and we got downhill Dion. Downhill Dion. That's a good team right there. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, there's no defense on that team except to beat. That's all you need. Protect Steve rim, Steve Novak. <laughs> yeah. No. Byron no Mullins. Byron, don't call me BJ Mullins. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Elman. All right, let's move on to our next question. It comes from at Danny Nainade, who says he's been listening to our old pods from last summer. It's really funny to hear us chains position on Chris Paul. <laughs> Did you guys think that would happen? Are you surprised you feel the way you do now? I mean, I am. This but is really just for you, Taylor. No, it's no, 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 no. This is that is some revisionist history. No one was like super pumped about this trade. Literally, no one. We were having podcasts in the summer. All of us were upset about it. Okay, so you can't put it on me. I was the strongest voice. Yeah, it was, we weren't. We weren't all like you, though. You said I would, I'd uh, listen, listeners. Go back and listen and pull out quotes from Jay and Andrew, please, because I know they're going to act like they never did. No, I always loved him. Yeah, they. I'm pretty they sure I was kind of excited about it. No, go. But this is we all knew that we all knew what was coming. We all knew. Hey, I yeah, did bold Jay. predict that they would make the playoffs. Just a heads up, Jay. I think you're the not. only one who said they would make the playoffs. No, I thought that they would get. To game seven against the Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> you knew Lou Dort was going to be I knew a, Lou a Dort. pivotal player. I knew it. I knew it. I did, you, no, I wouldn't miss that. To be about that is you did actually say that getting Lou Dort in the 
late rounds or in the free agency was going to be a big deal for the Thunder. Yeah, I think it was a good pickup. I sure did. I remember that. It was fun. Not you, Taylor. It was fun falling in love with Chris Paul. It was. Yeah, it was fun. I actually really liked it because the the 180 that that we all took and it was all of us to some extent. Um, It was fun because he's really it's like a lot of Thunder people that we've had. You would hate you hate him on other teams, but on your team, you love him. And yeah, let's not act like we all thought he was so annoying before he was. I hated him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want him on the team. And then on media day. Yeah. He shows up and he's just like delightful. And I went up and talked to him and we shook hands, which seems like a weird thing to do now to shake hands with people. But shook hands with him, talked to him. And he was like, oh, this is like a nice guy. This is really easy to talk to him. Yeah. Where like with Russell, like the whole day is like just spent like in just mental anguish, trying to figure out a pocket of time to try to talk to him. And then what do you say? It has to be perfect. If it's not perfect, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Yes. With Chris, you could go up and be a bumbling idiot and he'd be like, hey, let's talk. You know, <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, that's a great Chris Paul impression. <laughs> Just spot on. He would do it. He was great. He was awesome. He so, over. yeah, that's when it, that's when I was like, maybe this guy's all right. Maybe this guy, maybe there's something else hey, going on with this guy. Hey, hey this guy's ain't half bad. that's what i thought hey let's uh (laughs) hey guys let's let's go on to our next twitter question it comes from at comeback kid who wants to know our favorite fall beer oh man they just asked you well we all get a part of this but i'll tell you mine i've skipped fall completely because i was at my local liquor store and they already have winter lager (gasps) Boom! Bought it. The Blue Moon Winter Lager? No, the Sam Adams Winter Lager. Oh. And it is wow. delicious. And I drank yeah, Fall season's over as far as beers. Well, so I went last here's night the thing. The Oktoberfests are gone. They must have known that in Oklahoma, our fall lasted roughly four days. <laughs> yeah. And we are straight to winter. We need our lager. Either that or it's my fault. Although I will say this, I think it's supposed to be 70 tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great, great tree cutting down weather. That's that's exactly what it is. 70 all week next week. All our allergies are just going to be out of horrible. Oh no. Guys, I'll be excited after uh, I can drink my beer, my hot or cold house because I don't got power. It's going to be great. I don't know when you're going to get it back, man. Maybe never. Maybe never. It's Here's the deal about so October or fall beers. As I realized this this fall that I like a Martson style Oktoberfest. And so if know you know any of those, those are my favorites right now for the fall. What are those? I don't know what that Polliner, is. Polliner, P-A-U-L-A-N. James Marsden makes them Marsden style oh, beers. Mar- oh, Martson. Martson. He's absolutely so, anyway, it's great. No, it's Marsden. James Marsden. Yeah. J- sorry. James Marsden. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to our next. Oh, our next. What is this podcast about? Why did we not actually answer that question? Favorite fall beer. I don't have favorite fall beer. He said winter lagers, man. It's not a fall beer, but it's fine. His favorite beer is Bud Light, always. So (laughs) that's right. Uh, he's looking for that sponsorship, guys. Let's go to our next order question. It comes from at Dan Mayan, who wants to know what's happening first an OKC new head coach an OKC trade or the draft. I mean, I think they'll, they'll have a coach in place before any of those things happen. So, uh, and then I would guess the draft and then I would guess trade. That's how I would predict the order, but who knows? It could also happen simultaneously. The next two, the draft and the trade could happen at the same time. In they, the coaching, they might be trading for a coach. They could just be like, with the 25th pick in the draft, the Thunder hire yeah, this yeah. guy, select this yeah. guy, and trade Chris Paul to this so they, guy. They could have. And that would be a wild night, man. They could just could have. We'd have to do an emergency. Hey, Adam, hey Adam we've got 
we've got something. What? Yeah, a lot of news here. We have a few announcements to go along with our draft pick. Or no, they're all tied together. The draft pick is in the trade. Chris Paul is in the trade, and a coach is coming back to OKC in the trade. Or maybe they just have their draft pick coach the team. Oh, they're going to draft the coach. They're going to draft a coach. Huh. Nope, but uh, I think that they'll. <laughs> I think there'll be a coach hired soon. I'll say that. Ooh, that's coming from some inside info. As in, we're inside the house. Not really, but I think hey, sco- freaking scoops schlucked over here. <laughs> scoop, scoop, scoops. scoops. Uh, okay, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from. Let me see. Let me see which one I want to pick. Okay. Have we already asked that? We already asked it. I'm sorry. Uh, two people have asked this, uh, at Ross B and, <laughs> and at Andrew Boo Boo 2, our favorite stand-up comedian. Uh, it's probably Chappelle for me. Talking to your mic. It's probably Chappelle for me. He's very good. Dave Chappelle is so good. I saw him in Tulsa. I, I'm such an idiot. I saw him in Tulsa. Cause I, when like he announced he's doing Tulsa, I was like, great, let's go. Well, like the day after he announced Rose state college. Yeah. Much yeah. closer. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I'm such an idiot, but I still, I, it so was I, still great, though. I wish yeah. Tulsa didn't go to Rose state college. So yeah. Still good though. I had an enjoyable time. Yeah. He just did, you know, Letterman's show on Netflix. Yeah. He did one with Chappelle. It's really good. I've never, I never, yeah. I never yeah. seen it. There's too much, there's too much stuff. The Letterman show? Never watched it. It's good. It's really good. Seems good. Yeah, I've I watched a preview of it. Do you have a favorite comedian? I mean, I'm a I'm a big Chappelle guy too. I also like to listen to like Jerry Seinfeld's old stand up stuff. Mm. So his new stuff is like the new stuff funny? is it's not great. I'm like like 90s. Yeah, uh, Seinfeld. I'm a Jim Gaffigan guy. I actually like Kevin Hart. Yeah. I like uh, Brian Regan was fantastic. Did I'm you ever watch the, uh, oh gosh, what is her name? It's the, she's on Whitney Netflix. Cummings. Nanette, is that her name? Liza Glazer. I know I know who you're talking about. I've not seen it though. She's fantastic. Golds, Goldsby? Anyway, I'll find Hannah that out. Gold, Hannah. Hannah, yeah. Hannah something. She's her, her first one. I haven't watched her second one, but her first one is absolutely incredible. I'll say this as a child, I love Hannah Gatsby Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Not exaggerating. <laughs> really into smashing fruit. I mean, when he brought out that, when he brought out that hammer and or the sledgehammer, and he hit that watermelon. Do you know that his brother toured as Gallagher too? No. Yeah, they fought. They like sued each other over the name. They, fight, they fought. Oh, fought a whole lot about it. Wow. Uh, because they. Hey, didn't can I ask you guys thing. a question? Yeah, this is important. Have any of you all made the mistake of watching Hubie Halloween? No, I haven't. I've I've heard it's um, enjoyable if you turn off your brain. It's (laughs) this is I I use a lot of hyperbole, but this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? You know that uh, Adam Sandler, when he didn't he didn't get nominated for uh, Uncut Gems and he said, if he didn't get nominated, he would make the worst movie of all time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and I think this is the one he made. <laughs> Halloween. Man, it is it. so bad. Oh, yeah. It was like a two-week-long shoot. Well, I mean, I... Yeah, I did, it well, may have been. Yeah. Jay, what is it? What about it that so, is so bad? Everything. It's the most cringy of his movies. Like, I've watched... Here's the deal, like... I'm not a snob in the sense of like, I've watched grownups and I'm like, yeah, they're fine. And I've watched even yeah. some of the ones he's made for Netflix more directly. This one is just bad. Like it's not funny. It's, it's the cringiest movie I've ever seen. Um, in the sense that I just like put my head in my shirt multiple times while watching it because it's so bad. Like I was angry wow. when I finished it. <laughs> Did you watch it alone? No, we we try to do a movie night, which is always like the most stressful event in our relationship between my wife and oh, I, because yeah. it's always like, how do you make something? How do you make something that both of us want to watch? You know. Yeah. So I was like, "Cue me Halloween," and both of us were like, "What? Oh my did God. we just watch?" Oh, this was date night. So, so, so 
So your son was not there. This is a basically a children's no, no, Halloween. No, no, no. Don't watch this with kids. Oh, really? No, don't watch it with kids. Really? Huh. You know Adam Sandler, man. He just is incapable of not making some sort of like incredibly crude, many incredibly crude jokes. <laughs> That's what's so funny. No, it's not funny. It's it's. I'm not <laughs> kidding. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and you made it the whole way through. Halfway through, you weren't. You guys like weren't like. Okay, we're turning this off. No, because once you're in, it's kind of like if you're on a road trip. Like it takes a lot of energy to turn around and go home. Yeah. It's like one button press. It's like literally. It's actually not it like that at all, Jay. Yeah, it's very, very, very easy. Yeah, no. no Jay's no. a loyal I'll tell you what I'm watching. Though. It's a great British baking show. Fantastic. Way better than Hubie Halloween. Oh, yeah. Way better show. God. Adam Sandler should make a baking show. No, he shouldn't. Stay away from baking. Yeah, shows. yeah. It's just, yeah. Sorry. Stay in your lane, Adam. So Gallagher's your answer, Luke, huh? I did like him. Okay. Legitimately, I did like him. And then, like, um, I, if you watch any old like uh, Robin Williams, there it's it's like nothing else that you've ever seen <laughs> yeah. ever, yeah. and it's I I think that was um, very good, but I don't I'm not like currently I don't watch a lot of stand up comedy. I know you like Mulaney, like the Mulaney special. Oh yeah, good. they're very good. I yeah. like those a lot. Those are really good. They they uh, he reminds me a lot of um, Alex Pierce. Yeah, me too. Same. Me too. But I, but I. I, I do like John Mulaney. He's very, I think he's very, very, very funny. But if I watch a good one, I'll like it, but then I instantly forget it. Yeah. So, like Chappelle's were good. I couldn't tell you a single joke from him, except the ones that people get mad about on Twitter. Um, all right, <laughs> let's move on to our final Twitter question. I don't know which one it's going to be. Um, let me see. If you could be traded to a podcast, what podcast you'd be traded to? They think I should be a great fit on Dunk Don <laughs> so that the people on Dunk Don can sound a little bit more human when I'm there. And they have beers. They want to trade me for their couch. Do you want them to have beers, though? <laughs> no, I don't want, I don't them, want to, them to have beers. I, don't, I haven't listened to them in so long, so I don't know. I have never listened to them, which feels like a badge of honor. I haven't either. Yeah. I, I believe that Luke has not. I have not, I have not listened. <laughs> I believe that you have never uh, willingly chose to listen to them. Yes. Um, Mine would probably be non-sports related. And I can tell you which one, but like mine, it would probably be not sports related. The Bible Project? Dude, I, the hard part about those is I would just sit in the back just like listening. I love, I mean, I've, you would, I've you, would you would pipe in. I think yeah, I would. I'm incapable I, of not talking. I was going to say, know you. come on, man. You but here's the deal in. is you just, as far as intimidation, like when you're in a room with guys that are so much beyond you, as far as intellect anyway, but I, I mean, I've never, I've shared this all the time. Like my favorite radio show podcast is the Levitard show. Like I think they're the best at it in the game. And yeah. so for me is like, I would love to just be a part of the storage container on that show, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Mine would be, there's a, there's a, it's not a sports podcast. It's an entertain. It's a sports entertainment podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's cheap heat. It's a wrestling podcast and I really like it. You'd probably be good on those. Yeah. Luke, I will say this. If you put, if you like really worked at it, I think you would do well on some of those ringer, like pop culture ones that they just are really good at. What's the one they're doing where they analyze a movie every week they, or so? They do the rewatchables. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, no, no. or the Connect. Neither one of those things. It's well, called, yeah, the rewatchables. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Well, I've never listened to either of those, but I, but I, but I think I would, but I, I don't know. It's hard to. Yeah, but then every other episode, Bill Simmons will just be like, oh, I, I love this movie. I'm going to take this one over. And then you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm just here now. <laughs> I'm the rewatchables. <laughs> Uh, I would I would trade myself to uh, Zach Lowe's podcast to sh show him how to use a microphone. God, please! Oh my! And Woj, I was listening to Woj's yesterday too with Tim McMahon, and I'm like, it is Tim weird. McMahon clearly has a Bluetooth microphone. Woj yelling from his bathroom into a, can <laughs> into a computer. I don't understand because it has ESPN's <laughs> podcast. I mean, it doesn't upset me that ESPN's podcasts sound like crap, but I know, but it's like you two are the literally biggest two names in yeah. media, NBA media. I find and it very you funny. have no idea how to use a microphone. I find it to be very don't funny. they have producers? They have to have producers. Yes. Like how is you that think that Zach Lowe, <laughs> there's no way Zach Lowe is like producing that at his apartment. 
Yeah, like something. That's what it feels like. What is going on? Maybe he like has a really old laptop. I don't, I just, I don't know, but it's, I find it kind Seems of comical right. to be honest. Yeah. I'd like to be traded to uh radio lab. They have like, yeah. somehow they have like 15 full-time staffers that work on that show. They put one show out a week. They're all working on stories that take, you know, six months at a time. Uh, I just think it'd be fun. to. Yeah. I do love some of those NPR ones. Like, yeah. I mean, cereal's not really around much anymore, but right. stuff like that where you're investigating and doing, yeah. doing a lot of work like that presidential podcast through Washington post was fantastic. Lillian Cunningham, I think is her name. Anyway. God, I'd die yeah, if so I was on a political <laughs> podcast. I would actually die if it was part of my job. Yeah. What do you mean? If I had to do politics as my job, talk about it. No, dude. So the presidential podcast was, it was leading up to the election in 2016. They did, uh, uh, they took the entire, all of the presidents and they did a podcast a week of all of the presidents. It's, oh, it's okay. incredible. That's more like history. history. So it's like George Washington, John yeah. Adams, Thomas Jefferson. Like it just goes through all of it. It's, it's really, really good. That's she did cool. a phenomenal job. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, uh, so people have, we're clamoring for Miffed and Peeve to come back. Really? Oh, yeah. I Somehow, I think all of you guys missed this, but I right. put a pull up and people want Miffed and Peeve. People back. want Miffed and Peeved. I'll give you some Miffed and Peeve. So, Miffed and Peeve. Do we, we don't have a drop of that. Miffed. 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 Miffed and Peeved. Hey, I'm freaking Miffed. I'm freaking Peeved. I don't have power at my house. Yeah. And they said uh, it would take... Like, you know, Eugenie tells you now how long it's going to take. Mm-hmm. One to two weeks. <laughs> no Look, you power. You live at your house, man. Well, I can't now. Yeah. That's a, that's a good argument. What, what is your roommate doing? Oh, we're figuring. He's just taking his, pictures of him on Instagram. He's taking pictures <laughs> of me on Instagram. He's, he's at his parents' house. I'm also at my parents' house right now. Nice. And then I have a ton of downage with uh limbs a lot of limbs yeah a lot of limb downage and and it's gonna be a weather focused miffed and peeved it has, it has to, be. to be right yeah it's, it's Gosh, stinks man. man stinks i had a uh i had a limb fall on my truck so that's cool oh. you had a what a limb fall on a my limb truck. fall i thought Dude. you said a, i thought you said a limbful on limb. your trunk i was like what did the that? cover of your pool <laughs> Did your pool cover survive? My pool cover survived, which was, oh man, that was very stressful. <laughs> we were out, we had to go to like a parent teacher conference and we were coming back and my oldest son calls us on FaceTime and he's like, dad, you have to see this and look at it. And there is just the biggest limb just on our pool cover. And I'm just like, oh no, we've got to, we've got to get back. It, it it fell maybe like two hours after the storm started. Wow. Yeah. It's so weird because it's like you know those early fallers were like, oh, you were just hanging on by a thread. <laughs> Obviously. It's just like because it wasn't, you know, in the scheme of being cold, it wasn't that cold. And it was just like just like, you know, some ice just wrecked everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty cold and really icy. It rained ice for about 30 straight hours. It was miserable. And it's just because it, it, all the trees still had their leaves. So yeah. there's too yep. much surface area yeah. for ice. And that's We've got these two Japanese there. maples in our backyard, and they're like my favorite tree. They're beautiful. Anyway, yeah. but one of them was like starting to tilt up root. And so I'm like out there like shaking all the ice off and putting yeah. like posts in to try to push it to keep it up. Man, I saved it though. All of my trees will survive, which is crazy. Like I've got Bradford pears that are basically like brittle bone, you know? So, you but they survived, which I wish they wouldn't have, but I'm glad they didn't ram into my bragging, house. Bragger, bragger. I, I think mine will all live as well. Mine, I think will, but man, there's, I, I have like a ton of stuff on my roof. Oh no. Net good. A lot of Neat. stuff is like, has fallen from my tree and it's just like has pierced into the ground. So it's just <laughs> sticking straight up and I was walking on it and it still had the ice like it because it's been so like, you know, insulated from the sun yeah. and the heat that like it's still icy. So it sucks. It does suck. And I'm doing redoing my kitchen. So don't have a working kitchen. So my house is a wreck. <laughs> My front yard. I think one rack. of the reasons we've skipped Miffed and Peeved is because everything is is too personal right now. Like, I keep thinking about like mask wearing, and I don't really want to bring that up on the podcast. But I'm like, why is that so hard? That's what I don't get. Like, 
just follow the rules. People that don't follow the rules. So that's why I don't do the Mipton P because it just gets real intense. <laughs> just wait for, uh, who knows what our Mipton P is going to be next week. I know. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy spooky full moony. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.